everyone. It's the Lazarus Show in honor of my brother Brian. How's everyone doing on this fine, fine Friday morning? It's kind of brisk out there. It's a little cold. Actually, it's a lot cold today, but that's all right, isn't it? It's going to be all right. Okay, so today I want to talk about happiness. Are you happy? If you're not happy, what can you do to become happy? Is there anything you can do? Is happiness even real? You can't touch it. You can't see it. You can feel it. Let me back up a minute. I'm not going to say you can't see it for sure. Because if you ever looked at someone or like two people together, like a a couple and said, wow, man, they, they look so happy. Man, they seem like they're so happy together. Wow, they must have such a good relationship. They are so happy. You don't know that for sure, though, do you? How do we know if they're happy? Because it's something we see? How do you know if you're happy? In psychology... Happiness is a mental or emotional state of well-being, which can be defined by, among other things, positive or pleasant emotions, ranging from contentment to intense joy. Since the 1960s, happiness research has been conducted in a wide variety of scientific disciplines, including psychology, clinical, medical research, and happiness economics. That's right. They try to figure out happiness with math. They try to figure out what this happy thing is through math and science. I'm not sure if it can be explained that way, but believe me, they tried and they're still trying. I've heard people say there's formulas to happiness. They think there's a scientific formula to being happy or a mathematical formula to being happy. Happiness. Feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. You know, I had a doctor tell me one time, this is a true story. He told me that the key to happiness, excuse me, is misery. He told me that he was miserable. He said, my life is very busy. I work too much. I spend all my so-called free time running my kids around, running errands for my wife, you know, maintaining my lawn, fixing things around my house that the kids break. He said, whenever we do go on vacation, that the whole vacation gets gobbled up by what the kids want to do. He said, sex is out of the question. His sex life was non-existent. Then he wanted to tell me that, you know, that all day he's surrounded by beautiful receptionists and how they smell so good and they flirt with him and it's misery because he can't act on any of it. I was kind of taken back. I was taken back by what he was telling me. I was like, wow. Here's a man with a successful career. His own private practice. He's rich, but he's telling me he's miserable in his own life. But then he went on to explain that yet his life is misery, but his family's is wonderful, which in turn makes him happy. So, I don't know. I guess, you know, in a sense... His misery is his happiness. You know, I was like, wow, that's crazy, you know, and he just said, that's what we do. That's what we do when we love people. Now, I can't say I necessarily agree with 100% of what he said, but I understood it. I understand what he means by that. But when I tell you, I believed him when he told me he was miserable. I believe this man. I'm not going to say, you know, the doctor's name, you know, because of anonymity and all that. But I believed him. This is a true story. He told me that the key to happiness is misery. He was miserable. But the fact that he could make his family happy made him happy. You could see the joy in his family no matter how miserable it made him. No matter how miserable it made him. He didn't care about how miserable it made him. It seemed like what was important to him was, you know, seeing them with joy in their lives, and that in turn made him happy. 
I mean, the way he was describing his life, I mean, God, he sounded, <laughs> he sounded like he hated his life, man. There's no doubt this man was, he had, he had conviction when he was telling me this stuff. He's like, man, I am miserable. He's like, when I go on vacation, it's all about the kids, man. We don't get to do anything we want to do. He said, I can't tell you the last time I did something that I wanted to do. Like, he was really going crazy. Uh, it's interesting. You know, but that's one man's perspective. Most people want to be happy. But they also want to be successful. Sometimes they don't go hand in hand, do they? Sometimes you can't have both. Although we, we might want to be happy and successful in life, that's often far from the case. Unfortunately, a lot of times we spend more of our time steeped in negative emotions than we do in positive ones. From our relationships, to our finances, our careers, our health. You know, most people just cannot overcome the stress associated with everyday life concerns. Couple all that with our hopes and our dreams for the future and the constant failures along the way, it's no wonder we spend much of our time unhappy and feeling like we failed. So how do we go about doing the opposite? What is the key or keys to living a happy life and success for that matter? And is that something that's even attainable in life? I mean, uh, you know, in everyday life, there's stress. Everyone, everyone has stress in their lives. I guess it's according to how you deal with it. I mean, I mean, it's true. A lot of people, you know, we spend most of our time focusing on the negative things. On the obstacles in our life. And the things that are hard to us. And no wonder, no wonder people seem so unhappy. Life isn't easy, is it? It's tough. Very tough. And, and it depends on what it is you're trying to get out of this life. You know, dep depending on what you're going for in this life depends on how hard your life is, too. What's your idea, you know, of what you want? So first things first. You, the individual. You need a definition in place on what happiness is. I mean, you need to get out a piece of paper right now and a pencil or pen or whatever and write down your definition of what happy means or happiness means or success or whatever. Happiness and success, you know, they kind of go hand in hand, but, you know, but get out a piece of paper and write down what you think happiness is. What is your definition of happiness? Everyone's different. So if you took out a piece of paper, wrote down happiness. I know what the dictionary says. You know what Wikipedia says. I said that in the beginning. But I'm saying what do you think happiness is? You, the individual, the person. You have to first write that down. Once you write down what you believe the definition of happiness is, then you can go on and decide whether or not you are happy, you're unhappy, if you can attain happiness, if it's out of reach, if it's within reach. I'd like to believe that happiness is within reach for everyone. But I mean, you know, it's, it's weird because if happiness is a state of mind, right? I'm going to take, for instance, this is one example I want to use. Say... I don't know, you win a contest or you win a lottery or something. Say you win $1,000, I don't know. And it makes you happy for that moment. You're real happy. Oh my God, I'm so happy. First, you must ask yourself, are you really happy about that? But, but say it makes you happy, right? That in and of itself, winning that money made you happy. Now, you can't take that happiness with you to the next day. You can still feel some happiness about it, but you can't take that moment that you found out you won that money, that $1,000, that moment of happiness you felt, that instant happiness. Can't take it with you, right? Like you really can't take that, that actual moment with you. You can reflect back on it, but can you re really remember the happiness you felt from even the day before or a year before? Or for some people, when their kid's born, that's the happiest moment of their lives. 
I've heard a lot of people say that. I've heard men say, man, they, you know, a lot of people, a lot of men say, man, it, it, I broke down in tears, you know, tears of joy. I was so happy. I just started crying. But can you take that with you? Like, can I make you cry today about that? Like, can you have that exact same feeling now? No, because you can't take that emotion, that day, that state of mind with you. Like I said, you can reflect on it. You can remember it, but you can't feel that exact feeling again, can you? So is being happy really about being happy or is it about little moments of happiness? You know, you know what I'm saying? Is being happy something that's even real? Or is it small little moments of happiness? Is it a feeling or an emotion? If you have a successful man, a well-to-do individual, supposedly successful, you know, we'll call him Tom. Tom works on Wall Street, we'll say, trading, buying, and selling stocks for 12 hours a day. At the end of each monetarily successful day, big money days, he leaves work, goes to some secluded bar, sits on the corner stool all by himself, and proceeds to get completely drunk every single evening. So drunk, he has to call a cab home every night. So a cab picks him up. He goes home to an empty million-dollar condo. Orders Chinese food or whatever. Watches the local news. Passes out. Just to get up the next day, do it all over again. Now, he's off on weekends. Tom's off on weekends. So every Saturday, he gets his four-hour visitation with his 16-year-old daughter who cannot stand him. She gets dropped off by his ex-wife who lives with her new husband in their old house, in which Tom is still paying for. Oh, and he also pays child support, alimony, and for private school for his daughter who cannot stand him, nor appreciates the money for school, or anything else. His daughter shows up every Saturday, sits there with her father for four straight hours with a miserable look on her face. Headphones on. Every time Tom asks her anything, she gives him a smart-ass response. After a few hours, they order uh, pizza, whatever they eat. Right before her mom picks her up, she hits her dad up for money. And Tom, you know, Tom says to his daughter, well, what do you need the money for? You know, and with a brat-like response, she says something like, I need money for, for my hair and nails done. God, I need shoes. And after his four-hour visitation with his daughter, he spends the rest of his Saturday again back at that bar, on that bar stool, And has a repeat visitation to that place again on Sunday. Monday morning comes. And the week repeats again. Now we can take another individual life scenario. For example. A gentleman uh, gentleman we'll call Steve. Now Steve is a janitor at a school. He makes a mediocre salary. But Steve is really poor. Really financially poor. Steve is right at the poverty line. Steve has a wife who was disabled. She's on Social Security. Together with their three children, they live in a shack of an apartment. But his family loves him. His wife is dedicated to him. His children adore him and throw him big birthday parties and invite all of Steve's extended family who also love Steve. Now, Steve and his family barely make ends meet. They literally live check to check, hand to hand, mouth to mouth, hand to mouth, whatever you want to say. They are poor. But they have traditions and culture and peace in their hearts. Steve loves his wife and kids. He loves his life. He loves that little shack they live in. Let's check check back in on Tom. Now, one could argue that Tom has the perfect life, right? I know it sounded miserable, but he's single. He makes amazing money. He has freedom and financial success. 
He eats out every night. Who wouldn't want to do that, be able to afford to eat out every night? He's not tied down or responsible for anyone or anything other than himself. And his wants and needs are his. His only real burden is an ex-wife and a kid that hates him. But he only has to deal with them once a week for four hours. Tom is bound by nothing. And free to do as he pleases. Personally, financially, and otherwise. But he's empty inside. His life is empty. His bank account's full. He lives in a million dollar condo. But his heart is empty. He has every financial advantage, and quite frankly, some men could argue the perfect lifestyle situation. But Tom, <laughs> oh, poor Tom. See, I forgot to mention the reason Tom's wife left him and his daughter hates him is because Tom lived the exact same way when he was with them. No matter how much his daughter begged him for his time and for him to be home and spend time with her, no matter how much Tom's wife asked for Tom to come home after work, he just absolutely kept on doing what he wanted. And he thought at the time that lifestyle is what made him happy. Now that he really has that life that he thought he wanted, he is now empty, sad, and lonely. But Steve, on the other hand, has no money, no real freedom, financially or otherwise. No fancy job, no condo, no three-piece suits. He has none of these things. But what he does have is true happiness. Steve wouldn't trade his life for all the money in the world. He, you couldn't offer him $20 trillion. He would not trade his life in. He would not trade in his wife and his children. Rich, fancy Tom versus poor, broke Steve. Who's happy there? Obviously, it's not Tom. Tom's miserable. Or so it seems, right? We don't know for sure because we're not inside of Tom's head, but he sounds, and from the outside looking in, doesn't look too good. Steve's family struggles. They're poor, very poor. They're happy. He loves his family. Tom, on the other hand, Tom has no one or nothing but a daughter who can't stand him, and it's all his fault. Like that saying, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Or another saying I love is, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Did you ever hear a guy say, man, I miss going out. I miss going to the bar. I miss hanging with my boys. I miss going to strip clubs. I miss this. I miss that. You sure about that? You sure you miss that stuff? You sure you really miss that stuff? Is that really what made you happy? We're all searching for happiness. I mean, really, if you think about it, we all are. Who wants to be miserable? I know I don't. Sometimes I am miserable, though, or I act miserable, or I have miserable moments. I don't want to say that I'm miserable. There's times in my life, there's parts of my day sometimes or parts of my week or month or year where I, I seem very unhappy. But to say someone has happiness 24-7, I'm not sure if that's even possible. Is that possible? Is it really possible? Did any of you write down what you thought the definition of happiness was or happy is? If you didn't write it down, think about it. Ask yourself, what would make you happy? Or what makes you happy? 
What is your definition of happiness? In these two stories, Tom thought happiness, what would make him happy was getting done work at his fancy job, making fancy money. You know, Tom's a big wig. He's an important person at his job. He makes all this good money. He's trading stocks. He's wheeling and dealing. He's hot. He's on the go. He's a man on the move. His bank account's loaded. He's got a beautiful condo. But it's empty. That condo's empty. There's no one there. There's no one there waiting for him. What's funny about that, though, as at one time, Tom had a wife and a daughter that was home waiting for him. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't go home after work. He cared more about them 12-hour shifts. They're working all day, half the night or half the evening. For who? For what? Was he doing it for them? Well, if that was the case, if you're really doing it for them, then you would go home after work, wouldn't you? If you're doing everything for them so you could share in their joy. Just like that doctor I was telling you about. Yeah, he said he's miserable, but it brings him happiness to see his family with their joy and their lives. So I do understand that. I can relate to that on some level. Now, I don't think you necessarily have to be miserable, make other people happy, and then in turn that makes you happy. I'm not agreeing with that. I think you have to find a happy medium somewhere. See, life's like a high wire act. You always have to be walking that line. If you step too far to the right, you're going to fall off the high wire. If you step too far to the left, you're going to fall. If you lean forward too much, you'll slip and fall off. If you lean back too much, you'll slip and fall. You always have to kind of walk right in the middle. Perfect. Like, it's like a balancing beam or whatever analogy you want to use. That's kind of how life is. You can't be too extreme in one way or another. Tom thought happiness was going to that bar every night. He just, he had to go. Why? And I know plenty of guys like that. They don't go home after work. I've known many men like that in my life. They have a wife, and a, ch a child or children at home. And after they get done a hard day's work, they go to the bar. They go to the bar and drink themselves into a stupor. And then they go, they go home. And they pass out. And they get up and do it all over again. They have the nerve and the audacity to sit there and say that they work hard for the, They do it all for their family. Well, that's not true. That's bullshit. I call bullshit on that one. Can you really be striving for success? If success is money to you. If what makes you feel, if your definition of success is money, can you be happy in your pursuit of that success? Can you do it? Can you really do it? I always wondered, you know, if these multimillionaires are really happy. Look, I know money makes things easier. Don't get me wrong. I know that. I'd love to have that kind of money, millions or whatever. That would make everything so much easier in our lives and, you know, be able to do more things. No doubt about it. It would bring some happiness. It would bring happy moments. But does that bring happiness? Sure, if you're rich, you can do more things in life. You can go on trips, vacations. You can have you know, wonderful cars and houses and, you know, fancy clothes and maids and cleaning services come to your house, all that stuff. But is that going to make you happy? I heard a saying one time, it says, if you give someone money, then you find out who they really are. That's when you find out who the real person is when they get rich. Then you find out who they really are. 
You ever notice a lot of people when they're on their way up, you know, they're with their families and everything, and then they get rich, and all of a sudden they're, they separate or break up? Money's a very tricky thing. Very tricky thing. The love of money is the root of all evil. Ever heard that? The love of money is the root of all evil. I don't I don't know if that, that's true either. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't want to answer for that. Are there rich people that are happy? I'm sure there is. Or are they just having happy moments? Maybe that's all life is. A succession of little happy moments. Can you look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're truly happy? I know people that are content. But are they happy? Are they really happy? Only you can answer that. What did you write down? What does happiness mean to you? Or what did you tell yourself? Or whatever. What, what, what makes you happy? Money? Does money make you happy? Love? Love make you happy? A family? Does that make you happy? I was talking to someone yesterday, a friend of mine. And he told me that, um, you know, if he could afford it, he'd have 10 kids. I asked him, I said, do you plan on having any more children? You know, you and your wife plan on having any more kids? He said, if I could afford it, man, I'd have 10 kids. So obviously that would make him happy. In his mind, that's what happiness is. Or bring joy to his life or his heart. Or making them, them happy. Seeing their joy would in turn make him happy. It's one or the other. So it's a tricky thing. I've always heard, you know, I've heard that saying, you know, you got to take care of number one. You got to take care of yourself first. And in some instances, instances, that's true. Because if you're not okay, then you're no good to everyone else, right? If you're unhappy and miserable... I, I'll tell, you know, I'm going to use me for instance. I'm going to put myself out there. On blast. Right now, I'm putting myself on blast. I feel like I'm in an unhappy moment in my life. Unhappy time. My brother died on December 3rd. We all know that. No secrets there. At first, I felt like I was kind of okay. You know, it hurt me. Don't get me wrong. But then little by little, gradually. At first, you know, when my brother first passed away, I was working every single day. Right, almost right after that. Keep my mind busy. Things have slowed up. So I have more time on my hands, more, more to think about. Either way, I think I'd still, it would be affecting me. Right now, I wouldn't say that I'm happy. My if I was to generalize myself and my life right now, would I say that I'm happy? The answer is no. And that has nothing to do with Christina or my son or my home life. Or my family or my extended family, you know, or money, you know, money's always good. Or it's not about money or anything like that. It's the fact that I lost my brother. It hurt. I guess I'm going through the mourning process or whatever you want to call it. And generally, I'm unhappy right now. Generally. I have happy moments, times where I can... Find a little bit of happiness or a smile or something like that or something to make me feel good, whatever. But generally, I'm unhappy right now. Because I miss my brother. I wish he was here with me right now. I wish he was sitting next to me doing this show right now. And the fact that he's not here with me, it hurts me. Now, is he in a better place? That's all open for discussion. I'm not going to get into religion or what I believe right now. My guess he probably is. You know, I know I've seen people in my life that were fucking miserable all the time. Never happy no matter what. Can't make them happy. No matter what's going on, 
They're not happy. They're always complaining about something. We all complain. I've caught myself complaining too much and had to pull myself back. We all do that. Some more than others, obviously. I can get going sometimes. I'm going to be honest. I can get going on some shit. I got to catch myself. Or Christina catches me. Tells me, yo, you're bitching a little too much. Complain a little too much. Pull yourself back a little bit. And usually she's right. Sometimes I feel like I have legitimate complaints. Sometimes I don't. You know how it's like anything else. Once you get going on something, it's hard to stop. But anyway. But I've known people in my life, man, no matter what. They're not happy with their job. They're not happy with their career. They're not happy with their car. They're not happy with their house. They're not happy with their partner, their wife, their kids, their home life, their jobs, their anything, man. They are miserable, pissed off. They hate it all. You ever met somebody like that? No matter what, they're pissed. No matter what, they seem unhappy. But something in their life, somewhere along the way, they had to have been happy or thought they were happy. You don't get with a person and marry someone if you're unhappy, do you? At some point, you must have been happy and thought this is what was going to make you happy. Right? So where does the misery come in? Where do people start to lose their their joy in life, their happiness? Sometimes it's probably just life itself, the cold world out there. Because when you're young, you see things for your future, right? You envision in your mind what your future will be or what do you want it to be. You almost dream up these things, right? But then if it, I guess if it doesn't happen for you, it doesn't turn out the way you want it to, like just about <clears throat> most things in life, things never turn out exactly the way you want them to be. So maybe somewhere along the way they realize, look, I'm not going to get these things. You know, I... I I'm going to bring this up. Oh, well. My brother started getting like that, kind of, towards, you know, the last year or so. There was a time where he had all these hopes and these ideas and thoughts of what his life could be. And when those things didn't come to fruition, it seemed to start wearing on him. You know, for some, if you ever meet a person that's really unhappy, it doesn't happen overnight. It's just, you know, that's why it's hard to, to, to meet someone or, or see someone. You know, it's hard to generalize someone. I hate when people say, ah, that's a miserable son of a bitch. He's just a miserable, he's the most unhappy person. I can't stand him. You have no idea what caused that. People never take the time to first understand what happened. Or at least try to put yourself in their shoes. That was a succession of events. That happened over time. That's a series of disappointments. That's exactly what that is. If you ever meet an unhappy person, that's a series of disappointments in their life. Whatever in their mind or their heart or whatever they thought would make them happy did not happen. A series of letdowns. We all have letdowns. Right? We've all been let down one way or another in our lives. Every one of us have thought something was going to turn out the way we wanted to, and it didn't. That's happened to everyone at some time in their life. Some point in your life, you get let down. I guess if that happens enough. Like, did you ever, were you ever optimistic about something, then finally you started to hate it? Because it never worked out the way you wanted to? I was getting like that, for instance, I was getting like that with the Eagles. My team, when I was younger, man, I was a fanatic with the Eagles. And they kept losing every year in the playoffs, and then they lost the Super Bowl. You know, and they lost the Super Bowl, and and it just, I got to the point, because I had watched them for so long since I was a little kid, you know, a couple years ago, if anyone even brought up the Eagles, 
I didn't want to talk, but I couldn't stand them. I wouldn't watch a game. I was ha having hatred towards them. I was unhappy with them. And when you brought it up to me, all it did was remind me of something that was bad. It brought up a bad memory for me. And then a couple years ago or last year, the year before, I started the, the healing process. So I kind of watching them again. And here we are. But that's besides the point. Do you understand where I'm coming from? They, I felt like they let me down so much in my life. I started to actually not enjoy even being a fan of the Eagles. To hell with the games. I didn't even want to be a fan anymore. I was done with football. I was sick of all of it. I guess it's similar in some people's lives. Sometimes the bad outweighs the good in some people's lives. The letdowns are greater or too great or far greater than the good things in their life. So what happens? They start to become unhappy. They start associating everything in their life with unhappiness. Like money, for instance. Some people associate money with, with misery because they've never had it or they've always struggled to get it or it's always been a problem in their life. The thought of money, the pursuit of money makes them miserable. You bring up money to certain people like, oh, God, you have no idea, man. Man, I never get to keep any money. My money, my money's for this and that. I spend my money. You know, you know what I mean? It happens. I've been, I've done that. I'm guilty of that also some, at times. Or like, um, I don't know, working on your car. Say you have an old car, a beater, that's always breaking down. And you don't have the money to go to mechanics. You're always trying to fix it yourself. And maybe there was a time that working on that car brought some enjoyment to you. Maybe you kind of liked it. But over time, you start saying, man, I'm sick of this shit. I'm tired of working on this car. Even thinking about working on a car makes you angry. Fucking brakes are going. Ah, the fuel pump again. Power steering again. You know, I got to do an oil change on this piece of crap. It's leaking this. It's leaking that. It's making a noise. And at one time, you generally loved to work on your car. It's like a guy who likes working, you know, doing like woodworking or something. I, I don't know. But then he gets a job framing houses all day. You think he can instill, he still can enjoy, if he's forced to frame houses all day for 10 hours a day, think he'll want to come home and build a shelf? Probably not. The thought of picking up a hammer is misery to him. He doesn't want to think about picking up a hammer. He's had one in his hand all day. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving an example. Whatever, whatever the case may be. I think that's where people get unhappy. It's a series of things that they now relate to something miserable. Like relationships. You ever talk to someone that says, oh God, man, I'm done with women. Or, I'm, or a woman will say, I'm done with men. I'm done. Done with relationships. I'm done with marriage. I'm never getting married again. Because along the way, in their mind, their relationships were no good, or what they viewed was a good relationship, and it now has taught them that it's bad, and they hate it, and it makes them unhappy. A relationship makes them unhappy. They don't even want to take the leap anymore. They don't even want to take the chance. You ever met someone like that? I'm done with women. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with relationships. I give up. They now hate it. Something that they thought was going to make them happy. Believe me, at one time, they thought that was going to make them happy. Everybody wants to be with somebody. Nobody wants to really be alone. Unless, unless they spend a lifetime and a series of letdowns in relationships. Then they start to think that maybe they want to be alone. Then they get to the point where they do want to be alone. But there was a time in their lives where they thought, being married was going to bring them happiness and joy. They got slapped so many times. Of course, metaphorically speaking, they didn't actually get slapped. You know what I mean? They got slapped down so many times in a relationship or cheated on so many times or abused verbally, physically, whatever. Bad in-laws, I don't know, whatever. 
Maybe you were with a woman, you were married, or a man, or vice versa, whatever. And when you got divorced, they took you to the cleaners and took everything you had. You ever met someone that was done with relationships? That's what they they claim. They're done. All that is is a series of events. Negative events. If you think about it, what, what subjects and what things in your life that you think about do you relate to happiness? It makes you happy. I guess those are the things you need to write down in your definition of what makes you happy. What brings you joy? I like doing this show. I like this. It's an outlet for me. It's a way for me to get things off my chest, I guess. Is it, giving me, is it making me happy? I think it's bringing me moments of happiness. I like the idea of coming up with a subject, doing a little research, putting my own twist on things, writing up dialogue, whatever, or just coming up with things off the top of my head. You know, doing this show makes me happy. Generally. But am I a happy person? Not right now, I'm not. But there's, there's, there's a time, you know, there's times in my life where I like to think that I'm happy. You know, I'm a happy person. Can't be happy all the time, right? Those people always scare me. The ones that do nothing but smile. Always happy. I always wondered about that. Something isn't right there. It's got to be fake, right? You ever see somebody that's so happy all the time? You're like, God, they smile. All they do is laugh and smile. That's got to be fake. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I've heard people say that about other people. God, all they do is they're always so happy and smile. It can't be real. It's got to be fake. No one's that happy. You heard someone say that? No one's that happy. No one smiles that much. <laughs> Why not? Because you don't? I don't know. I've seen people and met people in my life that seem so happy. My God. I knew this couple one time. They seemed perfect. When I say perfect, I mean perfect. They loved each, seemed to love each other, enjoyed each other. They're always laughing and talking. And if two people, I remember uh, one time me and my uh, ex-wife was having, having a little, I wouldn't say an argument, but a little altercation in front of this other couple. And the one girl looked at her, her boyfriend or her husband actually at the time and said, I love you, honey. And he said, I love you too. And they both laughed. Like a joke they made because me and my ex were arguing a little bit. That's how sickeningly happy those two seemed. I love you so much. Like they did that as like a, you know, making fun of us because we were arguing, I guess, or whatever the hell. To let us know that those two love each other. They're happy. They seemed perfect, man. They had communication, it seemed like. They were into the same things. God. Next thing I know, next thing I hear, those two are getting divorced. Uh, Those were the two people. If I had to bet that any two people were going to make it, it would have been them two. And again, I'm going to leave their names out of it. Anonymity. It's not my place to be putting people's business out there. But those two people, man, I would have bet my life that they were going to stay together forever. They were going to grow old together and be happy together, love each other, and blah, 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 blah. Guess what? About a year after that time I was telling you about, they got divorced. Or were at least separated then and, and heading towards the divorce. And I was blown away when I found that out. Couldn't believe it. Almost right after me and my ex broke up, those two broke up. I could not believe it. Like maybe less than a year later. Then come to find out later, they got divorced. I was like, wow. So that goes to show you, were they really happy in that relationship? Maybe they thought they were at the time. But, but they weren't, I guess. Obviously they weren't. They broke up. Whatever it was, they couldn't overcome it. I mean, is that the key to life? Is that what our goal should be? To be happy? What should our goal be? What should we want out of this life? Happiness? 
were experiences. Not all experiences are, are pleasant and happy. Not every experience brings happiness and joy, right? They don't. Not all of them. Sometimes you get experience things that bring you pain. A lot of times. In my opinion, it's like 50-50. You know, in a way, I'm happy, my brother. I'm gonna, this is going to sound crazy, but in a way, one small part of me is happy for my brother. Because now he's not sick anymore. You know, if that's what you believe, now he's in heaven. And he's well. And now he's happy with himself, with his health. He doesn't worry about those things anymore. If that's what you believe. The show today is not about what we believe, not what, what religion we believe in. I'm going to keep that out of it. Or what, what we believe spiritually. But one small part of me, that some small, very small part of me, kind of brings me a little happiness to think about that. When I think about that. What makes you happy? What makes you happy? If your answer is money, are you sure about that answer? Is really money what's going to make you happy? Money in and of itself is just paper and cloth. I don't even think there's much paper. I think it's mostly fabric. I don't know. But in and of itself, it's nothing. It's what it can bring you. Now, is that what's going to make you happy? The things you now can buy. Things you can purchase. Money itself is useless. It's actually no more valuable than, you know, the sheets on your bed. Same thing, fabric. Would money make you happy? I'll tell you what, if I was Tom... In this story, the first story I said, I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't care how much money I made. If my life was like that, that was my life, I would be miserable. You can't tell me Tom's happy coming home to an empty house. For what? What are you working for? What are you doing all that for? You used to say it was for your kid and your wife and your family. Well, that was bullshit. You didn't have time for them. Steve sounds happy though, huh? Steve's poor. Steve's broke. He sounds like a happy man to me. Would Steve trade places with Tom? Hell no. Never. Not in a million years. I wouldn't either. I don't want to be in Tom's position. I don't want to be him. No way. No way. No way in hell. Of course, Tom can change his life. He can decide to get out of that misery, but he's stuck there right now. He's stuck in that. He's stuck in that life. Can't tell me he don't want out. Steve wouldn't trade his life for the world. There's nothing you could offer Steve to change it to, to trade his life in. Nothing. Look, money does bring, bring some things in your life. It does. It will bring some possessions in your life. But if you're not happy with the one you're with or happy within yourself or happy in this life, if you can't find joy and peace and happiness in your heart, success means nothing. Most people will define success with money. Really. I mean, let's be honest. To most people, success, translation, money. But does that bring happiness? I know I can get some happy moments out of money. Don't get me wrong. If you came here and dropped off a million dollars in my house, I'd be happy. I'd, take, I'd be happy for a while. Or be able to turn that into some happy moments. But if I was living with someone I couldn't stand, and someone that couldn't stand me and hated me, that money's not going to change that at all. I mean, sure, someone could pretend to love you because you have money. Like, say you take two people in a relationship, a man and woman, right? 
And the man, the wife hates the husband. She's sick. She's sick of him. She's had enough. She's done. She hates his ass. Period. But he hits the lottery. He goes himself, scratches off a ticket, whatever, and say he wins a million dollars. This is an example. He scratches off and gets a million dollars. Same woman who hated his guts. I bet you a lot of times, nine times out of ten, suddenly that woman's going to love that man for a while. She might be able to rekindle some of her feelings for him, but they're false. It's fake love. Money love, I call it. I call that money love. There's a difference between happiness and love, real love and money love. She doesn't love him any more than she did right before he hit the lottery. She just thinks some of that money is going to bring her some happiness. Therefore, she's putting up a false, false wall or whatever you want to call it, fake. She's putting on a fake face to get some of that money. She thinks it's going to bring her happiness. But guess what? She's going to wake up again one day and be unhappy again with that man. One day she'll roll over. She'll look at him. If she was unhappy before that money, after they get that money, there's going to come a time where she rolls over and looks at that man one day again or stares across the room at him and looks at him and looks in his eyes or his face or something he's doing. She's going to say, you know what? I still hate this son of a bitch. That money didn't bring me any happiness. That didn't make me happy. It's not making me happy in this relationship. How many multimillionaires in Hollywood and stuff do you hear that get divorced? My God, they hop around like bunny rabbits. How many people has Jennifer Lopez been with? My God. Or Brad Pitt. Tom Cruise, they all bounce around from one wife to another wife to another husband to another husband. And these are filthy rich people. You tell me they can't be happy together? Nope, they can't. You know why? Because money doesn't really make you happy. It brings you false sense of happiness. It brings you ha little happy moments. You think it does. It brings you little happy moments. It doesn't really bring you true happiness. Because if it did, if money really made people happy, no one in Hollywood would ever get divorced. Ever. They get divorced all the... I don't know what the divorce rate in Hollywood is. It's worth looking up, though. I bet you it's very high. It's outrageously high. Or relationship rates. Man, they're with this one this week and next week they're with someone else. Like Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, they were together, right, for a long time. Filthy rich. Both of them filthy rich. Filthy rich. They couldn't make it. So they weren't happy. That money didn't bring them happiness. I've met poor people that seem so happy. They seem happy to me. Like Steve. Tom and Steve, the two stories. Steve's happy. Tom's not happy. Tom's got the world in his hands. You know, some people would, could argue that Tom has the world. They'll look at him and say, man, what's wrong with him? He's got a great job. He's got money. He's got a condo. He's single. He's free. He don't have a nagging wife. Tom isn't happy though. On the outside looking in, you might say, man, I could, man, give me his life. Give me that man's life. I'll show you how to be happy. I don't know about that. Not so sure about that one. Not so sure about that. And then you got Steve, poor old Steve. Steve and his family live in a shack. In a shack. Nobody would want Steve's life. According to life standards, who would want to jump in Steve's shoes? I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that would. There's a lot of people that want to be in Steve's position. They want to sit right where Steve sits. Because Steve is happy. His wife loves him. His kids adore him. Think about that for a moment. What makes you happy? What would make you what would make you happy? Write it down. What your definition of happiness is.
Some people, it's just having their bills paid. I don't know. They're content. They're happy with that. I'm one of those people. It would make me happy for me and Christina to be able to do more things. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to be able to go on more vacations. Well, vacations. We never get to go on vacation. But to go on vacations. You know, better days are coming, hopefully. She'd love to, you know, get a camper. Drive around. Go to different places. She'd love that. That's, that's one of her dreams. Sounds pretty good to me, too. But I'm one of them guys. I'm happy with my bills paid. I'm happy. Bills are paid. Lights are on. I'm happy. It'd be nice to have more. Don't get me wrong. Think about it. Are you happy in your life? Are you happy? If you're not, what's wrong? Where are you going wrong? What is it that's making you unhappy? Now, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't think anyone could be happy all the time. But if someone asks you, are you happy? And your answer can be something like this. Yeah, I think so for the most part. Generally, I think I'm happy in my life. Well, that's, that's about all you can ask for. Obviously, there's something wrong with money because millionaires can't, can't seem to stay together. So that money didn't bring them any happiness or joy. He probably thought it was. Thought it did. Jim Carrey said something that was, I thought was interesting. He said, I wish all of you could have the money I have so you could see that it doesn't bring you happiness. He thought it was going to make him happy. Look at Robin Williams. Robin Williams was a multi-millionaire. He was a genius in comedy. He had a wonderful career. Even at the end, he still had a great career. He killed himself. He committed suicide. He was rich. He had plenty. He had a wife. He had kids. A wife that loved him. Kids that loved him. He still offed himself. Money, money didn't bring him happiness. That's for sure. The reason why I keep bringing up money is because a lot of people equate happiness with money. Money. Like I said, money would bring me some happy moments. No doubt about it. We'd be able to do more. We'd have freedom. Financial freedom is always good, right? But will it make you really happy? No. The answer is no. It can't. It cannot make you really happy. You have to be happy in your life. Money's not going to bring happiness. It's going to bring you happy moments. What would be nice is if you have a happy life, if you love your life, and then you get some money on top of it. Now you're talking about some good moments. You're getting some, you're getting some, now we're talking some good stuff. If you love your life the way it is right now, and you love the one you're with, or whatever. You don't have to always be with someone to love your life. Whatever. And then you get the money. Now we're talking. But I've seen money destroy people too. It destroys relationships. I've seen that happen too. I've seen it destroy whole families. I knew a whole family that was in rehab. The father, the mother, the uncle, the four kids. The whole house went to rehab. You're all living, people living together. They're rich people. They're all in rehab. The whole house went to rehab. Father, mother, kids, uncles, brothers, they're all in rehab. Cousins. It's a whole house full of people. Rich-ass people. They all went to rehab together. Every single one of them went to rehab. That money wasn't bringing them any happiness. You get what I'm saying? I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I think I made my point today. Ask yourself if you're happy. Write down your definition of what happiness is. In order to be happy, you have to know what happiness is to you. You have to know what you think. What do you think happiness is? What's going to make you happy? What makes you happy? Is it making other people happy? Is that what makes you happy? I've known people like that too. It feels good to help people, right? It feels good sometimes. Feels good to do things for people, right? 
It feels good to give. You can't give too much. See, I don't necessarily agree with that doctor told me you have to be miserable. Key to happiness is misery. I don't agree with that one necessarily 100%. But, but I understand it. One man's perspective. I understood that perspective. I get it. I love to see Tina's face, you know, when she gets something she really wanted, like for Christmas or, you know, whatever. I get that. I get that. Or Mark. That's that joy you get like on Christmas when, the, you know, they open the presents or, you know, get Mark a bike or a child a bike or whatever. But I don't think you have to spend your life miserable to make other people happy. I don't think that's true. I think you got to find a happy medium somewhere. You should be, you deserve to be happy too. You deserve to be happy too. First, you must find out what will make you happy. What is your definition of happiness? Write it down and go for it. Why not? Everyone deserves to be happy, don't they? All right, guys, that's my show. I want to thank you all for listening. Listening to my show, The Lazarus Show, in honor of my brother Brian. Remember, guys, everyone has a voice, and that includes you.